episode 81. There are situations in life, and this is one of them, where there must be a winner and The man on the other side of the mic is EC. How you doing, EC? Doing well. Good to finally be back. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Ready to jump into 2022. It's uh, started off really well. I don't know about the team, but from a uh, family standpoint, looks like your family's doing well. My family's doing well. So uh, happy about that. Yeah, I mean, uh, the holidays are great. I mean, uh my kids are got spoiled as hell. I don't know if you, um, I don't know if I sent you a picture, but uh, you saw the what Santa Claus brought uh, brought my little girls on, you know, on the eve. Uh, so Santa Claus spent to, uh, uh, you know, I was Santa Claus was up till four thirty in the morning putting the damn thing together. So, uh, you know, I was, a little, I was uh, Santa Claus was a little exhausted, you know, on, on the morning of Christmas. You know, we had a good, we had a good Christmas, uh, a restful Christmas, a restful, restful, uh, and the new year, I mean, hopefully the new year brings into, you know, much needed, a, you know, a better year than 2021. I can't say 2021, that was that bad, but let's, uh, let's hope the 2022, we get over this bullshit, the coronavirus, and or at least we just, I don't know, make it normal or whatnot, but just... I'm just tired of it, you know, as, as well as everyone is. Um, but I'm glad you and your family had a wonderful holiday. Uh, we have not been on, you see, it's been over a month. Uh, I know with, um, with, speaking of coronavirus, we had, uh, since the last time we've been on, I think, we were supposed to go on, and then we had, what, two games postponed against Brighton and uh, somebody else. So it's kind of like, okay, you know, and then the holidays happened, and, so we do apologize to the guys out there, the fans out there, guys and girls, I'm sorry, um, that we have not put any content out there. But, hey, you know, it's the holidays. I mean, you know, what, what do you expect? What do you expect? We get a little lazy around this time. But you know what? New Year, new us. We're going to start ramping up. And uh, let's start ramping up now, you see. Let's uh, let's talk about the recent match we had at on Monday. Let's talk about Monday. We had a one nil loss. Wolverhampton's Wolves, right? Wolverhampton Wolves. Um, uh, you see, I, it's just, it's been an up and down seat. I mean, since Ole got sacked, I know everybody had, we talked about the, um, I guess everybody was, the jubilation that everybody felt when Ole got sacked. Uh, they thought, you know, this, this new ma- managers would come in and change things. 
and it's been up and down since you know since he's come here. But I think the culmination that we of his reign happened this weekend or on Monday with the one 0 loss to Wolves. What I saw in Wolves is an uninspired team. I don't know about you. I saw you saw it from the get go. Um, their their body language coming out. I love Ronaldo. Trust me, I do. I love. I do. The man. I've always said it. The man should never captain a team. He captain Portugal. He's not a captain. He's not. He's he is he is the player, but he's not a captain. He, I know what he's done for Portugal. And they won the Euros, and they won it. In, I guess in spite of him, because he was injured, and he was pulling that bullshit on the sideline with the, uh, with the, uh, with what's his name? Uh, I forgot the guy's the manager's name. He thought he was a coach when he was injured and whatnot. But Ronaldo's not a captain. Why they put him as a captain, I have no idea. But you saw the the body. I, I saw the body language. I don't know about you, you see. I saw a group uninspired, and it was from jump. Period. You saw people, you know, again, same kind of bullshit that we saw against Ole. You know, the losing balls, not tracking back. Um, you know, not making a second effort trying to get balls. Um, you know, just players not knowing where to go. We were too wide in this 4 4 4 2 2 2 2 2 2 and, you know, formation that we're running. It's just, it looked very sloppy. And it looked very uninspired. I was bored. I was like, dude, this is, I mean, I started washing dishes, you see, because I started doing things around the house. I was off that day. You were off that day as well. I started doing things around the house, and I just put, I just, I just had the TV on. Oh, you know, this, this happened, and now look, okay, oh, nothing really happened. You know, the announcers make it sound more, um, you know, uh, more inspiring than, than, than it is. And then the second half comes on. Um, I guess some team talks and you know it looked like we kind of came out the second half and controlled the first part of the match and then when Bruno came in it seemed like we we're a little more attacking but we're, we're we're relying on this one you know one thing of brilliance you know we couldn't break down anybody they I mean I think the, the overall possession they had it what 56 to 44 I believe um so yes, we could we control the game, the majority of the game, and that was majority of the second half. But you look at the shots on goal, you look at the shots and the shots on goal. They peppered, they were peppering our goal, and we got. I mean, De Gea, man of the year, man of the match, man of the. He's been in the man of the decade for the 2000, uh, 2010s for us. And that's sad when a goalkeeper's done that because that means you're shit going forward and you're shit defensively. But De Gea was that man, was that man of the match. Um, uh, I mean, I could, I can't think of a player out on that pitch on Monday that I'd said, you know, he, you know, he put in a shift, he gave it his all, he did his best. I mean, Juan Basaka, I think again, I think he, um, I could say Juan Basaka and, and Luke Shaw, but then, but then they made mistakes. Then Phil Jones comes in. He started because we, God, our depleted, depleted defenders. You know we don't have any. 
with, I mean, I guess, I don't know, hopefully, hopefully the Harry Maguire injury is a blessing in disguise so we can try to figure that shit out with Rand and somebody else. But you see, I, I can't figure out a position other than De Gea that I could say, okay, we played well. It was, even if we drew nil-nil or drew 1-1, you see, even if we won 1-0, you saw it in the performance and how crap this team is. It is. It, it, I don't know. It's the players, the attitude of the players. There's something There's something rotten in Denmark right now. There is something rotten in and it's in that dressing room. And we'll get to it a little bit later. But I want to get to the Wolves' performance because you saw it on the pitch. You saw the the the, the non-interested. Uh, you know, the players seem non-interested wanting to play. Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately right off the top, I mean, if you look at <laughs> kind of how we stacked up in a, a 4 triple 2 when they're playing three wing, three uh three at the back, that right off the bat was kind of a, a warning signal of you probably need to abort y- your your formation for me. Um, that's going to allow Semedo, that's going to allow Markel to get up the pitch because he's wanting that formation to be more narrow. So that, that right off the bat kind of throws a red flag, kind of sends you into a, okay, we've gonna ha- we're going to have to pivot because – with us being so narrow, they're going to be able to get wide, and that's that's why Semedo and Macau had such a good uh, beginning in first half, and and really ultimately uh, had a really good game. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say Greenwood played well. I thought uh, uh, Jones played really well, and I thought DeGea played really well. Um, other than that, there wasn't anybody that just played amazing. But I again, th- you know, this is kind of why I've been saying to people that I've been talking to um, about it. It's not anything new. This is, you know, just last week, you know, everyone in the world, including myself, Amazing. was singing the praise of Scott McTominay. Not Scott McTominay. I'm not talking about the team. Uh-huh. I'm talking about Scott McTominay and how he played well and how he, he was running all over the pitch and scoring goals. And I, I know I was. Yeah. And then he comes out this week against Wolves and he can't make a five-yard pass. So this is not new or shouldn't be new or foreign to any fan who's been watching the club for the past four seasons. Um, and so I'm not shocked when, when we get up and we play great games and players play great, I get pumped up. I'm not going to sit here and lie and go, Oh, I'm not, I get pumped. I get jazzed. But when they play crap, which, which is what they did uh, the other night, I'm also not like, what's going on? And what I'm not getting into that panic because mm-hmm. that's been us. We've been a roller coaster. I've said that for years and years, we've been this roller coaster type of team. So did Ragnick get it completely right? Absolutely not. I thought Greenwood should have stayed on. I thought Sancho should have came off earlier. Um, I thought the four uh, triple two shouldn't have been the start. I thought that should have, as soon as they went at three at the back, which is what they started out with, he should have switched it up. Yeah. He waited a little too long. To his credit, he did switch it up. There was a four back four three. two. There was a four three three. He tried. So he, he was. Back he's three, trying right? to. Right. He's trying to do things. He tried to do two wing backs. He's trying to change things up and, 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 and switch things around. So I'm not in this panic mode. It's been six games. He's lost one. Uh, it's not like he's you know gone on a losing streak. Um, for me, I think the best they've looked is Crystal Palace. That 45 minutes, the first half. Other than that, hasn't been great, in my opinion. So the fact that they came out and were flat and no intensity and no whatever people – 
click words, in my opinion, people want to say. This is Manchester United. So I'm, I'm, for me, what excites me, what gets me pumped up is the fact that this manager doesn't single out, but is truthful about players. He's real, like he was asked the other day about um, Varane and how Varane made that mistake in the previous game. And not only did he not throw him under the bus, he said, well, he didn't play well, but what about Harry Maguire? You know, what about our whole team not mm-hmm. playing well? What about the defense as a whole? They didn't play the way that they needed to play. So he's not going to, when a, when a, when a commentator asks him the question, he's very real. He's not puppet-like as Ole was. And fair play to Ole. Ole did what he would, thought he should do, which was be the big brother, be the the OG, if you will, put his arm around players and and be there and 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 make them feel good that's what he was brought in to do because i think jose was toxic i think ragnate's real i think some players are having some issues with that i know we'll talk about it later but as far as the game went i wasn't surprised hell we almost won (laughs) if bruno shoots that ball a little bit lower we win the game one nothing Mm -hmm. uh he does he hits the crossbar uh phil jones who probably played the best crosses the ball back into the mid middle of the park which is a big time no-no and he probably played the best, and they scored a goal. So, um, you know, there's a lot to talk about, a lot to unpack, but I'm not th- – this is a brand-new system, a brand-new coach. Literally all of the assistants who have helped, they're gone. So now you've got one uh, director of football who shouldn't be on the pitch and Fletcher who's on the pitch talking to the players, yelling at the players. Um, and you've got people in who've never won anything – Right. You got an assistant from America who's done nothing in MLS (laughs) and you've got Ragnick who's doesn't have a incredible CV. He just has a great coaching philosophy. So this is going to take some time. This is not in Ragnick's favor of I ultimately think he wants to be the head coach. Um, This is is it it is not going very well, in my opinion, for for that to happen. And so he's going to have to really step it up and get these players to buy in, because I don't think anyone is going to shock us. I, I think Tony, that's an obvious leave. Um, I think Lingard, that's an obvious player that's going to leave. But to, to be able to run a club, you can't, you, you literally can't get rid of seven or eight players, especially in a, in a January window in function. You, you just can't do it. So I'll expect to see one or two of them leave. And then I expect us to win some and lose some. <clears throat> like I, I'm not expecting any great massive you know, yeah. change. Look, look at the players we have and look at where we finished last year. We finished in second place, and I don't think we played out of this world. And we finished above Liverpool. We finished above Chelsea. Mm. We finished above Tottenham, Arsenal. We finished above all those clubs. So um, they've got they've got good players. That's It's proven in the fact that we were we finished last season. But the thing that's been most consistent about Manchester United is they're inconsistent. That's been uh-huh. the consistent thing about the club. <laughs> I've been saying that for how long, you see? I know, and that's and it's the truth. Yeah, it's it, it's the truth. Let me give you uh, the fact that you're talking about. Oh, if we would have won, every everybody would have been prim, you know, primrose plums and primroses, or what do you call it? The uh, you know, the freaking anyways. So we will we win one nil to Norwich, right? What one nil to Norwich? Uh, Bottom of the table. We tie. We drew Newcastle one-one. What position is Newcastle? 
at that time were what weren't they 17th 16th that time they were bottom but now they're now they're 19th still so and we uh crystal palace we beat crystal palace is 11th right so we lose to wolves which is technically a, a, a place three points behind us at eight all right so that's already four right there and who else who else who else am i missing norwich newcastle burnley of all his, and then all burnley, his games and then burnley we beat um three one three one and Burnley is in position, EC, 18th in the league. <clears throat> so, in Ragnit's, in Ragnit's uh, tenure, he drew against the bottom three. He beat two of the bottom three. Only the last one, he only won 1-0. And the, last, the other Burnley match, which is, a, which is part of the bottom three, he won 3-1. He lost against Wolves, and he uh, bar- we barely beat uh, Crystal Palace one 0 uh, which is middle of the pack. And we drew against Young Boys, which Young Boys I'm not going to even include that because he played a lot of you know kids. You know, it just that was a team that he's just trying to get you know um, bearings on. So I'm not really gonna that that's really not a match. So what I'm getting at, EC, and I think we can start getting into the major topic of of what we talk about Ragnick's reign, because we you know we have seven days off, and unfortunately COVID, we had two matches canceled, we had the Brentford match and we had uh, Brighton canceled, so that's training training sessions that we that he couldn't got get in, and we can agree on that. He couldn't get these training sessions in. Training sessions couldn't get put in to where he gets system put in. But you saw it when he came out in the first match. On the, the we, they talked about this pressing. I'm not, I'm not going to even attempt the, the the German word for it. You know, I know you used, you could, you could say it. Um, and you saw that difference. And you saw the difference. I think with Bruno was in that Bruno was in that match. Fred McTominay was in that match. Uh, Ronaldo was in that match. Um, who else? Uh, I know Sancho didn't start and Greenwood didn't start. But then obviously, you talking the Palace game? The the first match he played. Uh, in the okay, the Palace game. Yeah. Yeah, he had uh, the lot: Lindelof, Maguire, Tellez, yeah. McTominay, Fred, Bruno, Sancho, Ronaldo, Rashford, and it was the first, the beginning of the four triple two. And then the next match, same lineup, same lineup, right? Uh. uh that, no, so that the next match would have been Young Boys, so all, everyone was taken out. Same league match. I'm sorry. So the next the next league match, he goes same formation, four triple twos, Ronaldo Rashford, Bruno Sancho, Fred McTominay, Tellez, Maguire, Lindelof, Delot. And you saw what the lackluster. There wasn't no pace. There was no pressing. You know whatever happened to the you know to to the team in the, the first against Palace. The next match is, uh, we would say... Newcastle. Newcastle. Next match is Newcastle. And Newcastle at the tune, which is a hard place to play. So I'm not really going to... I'm not really going to... You know, I'm going to give a little credit to Newcastle. You know, 
Uh, but at the tune, you draw, you you give up a goal first and foremost, and you have a late goal coming. You know, what I mean, not a late goal, but you have to play, get the trail, and play catch up to, the, to Newcastle uh, at the tune to tie one one to Newcastle at the bottom of the league at that time, bottom of the league. And then we go in our little, uh, uh, COVID break, and then we come back to Burnley. Burnley, it looked like everything was fine and dandy. I mean, we we're you know Cavani was up top. Then we had uh, you know he changed out the uh, Teas, the line you know matchup on the wings. Then he put Aaron Wan-Bissaka and Shaw, which everybody was kind of like, okay, is this gonna work? And it did. Um, Shaw was getting up the pitch. Basaka was getting up the pitch. You know, Cavani and Ronaldo seemed like it was working. And we win 2-1. Am I correct? 3-1. 3-1, I'm sorry. And then we get back to this match against Wolves where we get played off the park. And I'm going to say we got played off the park. Period. At home. At home. At home in front of the Stratford End. We couldn't, we couldn't muster up an ounce of courage, an ounce of energy, an ounce of anything in front of the in in front of this you know in front of the Stratford End in a holiday season. You see, these guys pay good money to go and watch this match, and we couldn't give a freaking game. Period. I just don't understand. I and I, I know, I, and we let's get into it because I've said it for a very long time. This dressing room, whatever is in this dressing room that is a cancer needs to get out and i think this dressing room has and and roy king said it best this locker room threw jose under the bus they're gonna throw ole under the bus which they did and now it seems there's um there's reports there's unrest in the locker room right now uh with with, with the players not getting thought that thought they're gonna get a fair shake with ragnick um uh, speaking of donny vanderbeek i think i think he's the one there's several other players that are not getting playing time, so they're unhappy. Um, it's this this mentality that we have of weak-minded players that think when they make it to United, they think you know it, they made it, and they don't want to put effort in. And that's what you see on the pitch. You see a lot of divas on the pitch, um, and it's it, they're players like you said, players that never won anything, so they shouldn't be acting that way. They they should be. Uh, they should be putting they, they should be if they lose a ball they should try to win the damn ball back which you didn't you, you don't see at all you don't see at all and I know you talk about tactics you talked about those tactics when I brought it up on several podcasts ago I, I, I mean I, this is a bell that I've been ringing for a very long time these guys don't put in the effort and you said, oh, it's all his tactics. Well, now we have new tactics. We have this, this dust press tactics from Germany, and they're, they're, they're supposed to be high press and high energy and high this and high that. And you, they're on the training pitch, and the training pitch, all those, all, all his coaching staff is pretty much out. I mean, other than Darren Fletcher, which Darren Fletcher was up in the box. Now he's on the pit. Now he's on the sideline. Um, you, you, all this, everything, all the excuses that you and everybody from England – um, all those talking heads from England have always said that it was Ole's fault and not the players' fault. And now you're seeing all those talking heads, other than you, because you're still sticking by it, it's, so you need to give it time. All those talking heads are now, they're seeing what I've been seeing for a very long time, that it, it is a, 
it's a heart issue amongst the players that these players think that just because they they, they play for United that they're United players and they're not because they didn't these players have done shit for the United legacy period they won the Europa League the Europa League okay I, I wipe my ass with the Europa League I'm sorry they won the FA well, Cup. I, no, I mean, no, no, no. You see, just give me. Let me. Let me. Let me finish my. I, I thought let you were done. I, I, I apologize. Like, I thought you were done. A lot of these players need to leave the club. I mean, it, 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 it's a bloodletting. We need a bloodletting because this attitude that they have amongst themselves, this this no heart. I mean, these players have no heart. They don't want to fight for the badge. I will say. I'll tell anyone in the face. They don't want to fight for the badge. And it's simple. I mean, it doesn't take much effort. You see players from Brentford, they lose the ball, they try to win the ball back. Our players, and Jamie Jamie Redknapp said it the best. He said, you have a bunch of players standing around. After they lose the ball, they stand around. And I watched that match, you see. And this is before I, Jamie Redknapp's interview. I watched the match. And you saw when somebody was trying to bring it up, you saw them. You saw set five players just standing there. Who or who? I'm in a space. Pass it to me. Instead of making runs, instead of making, you know, trying to get in, 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 in back, they're like standing, and you know that. You, you've always said it. Hey, you don't, you, you know, you players need to make runs. You know, move around. I don't know how many times. I mean, times I saw it that down Monday, that the players are just standing there waiting for the ball to get passed to them, and that's easiest way to get intercepted. And when they got intercepted, what did they do? They just jog back. Monday was the culmination of everything I've been saying on this podcast about these players. Period. And now everybody in fucking the world is seeing what I've been seeing, what I've been te- saying, what I've been te- saying. That these it, the players have an issue. The players have no heart. Players are not. They, they, you, like yes, you could say that the the previous management never held them accountable. Well, then yes, that that is a problem. But the, now this 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 coach that we they always say oh he you know he puts Bruno on the bench he puts Rashford on the bench you know what I mean what does it matter when the fucking whole dressing rooms in fucking civil they have civil war in the dressing room I'm just tired I'm just tired of it and like I said Roy Keane said it's best these these leopards leopards don't change their spots these players are gonna get another they're get the third manager fired some of them their fourth manager some of them. Like Phil Jones, their fifth manager fired. And what are we going to do? We're going to be at back square one. So we need, I mean, this is an attitude adjustment that these, these players need to understand. And it's their fault. Ole, yes, he was inexperienced. But Ole's, just just like the inexperience that Ole had, he got him to second place. It was the players that fucking gave up on Jose. It was the players that gave up on Ole. And it's the players that are going to give up on Ragnick. And God forbid it's going to happen to the next coach. Well, I, I think the talking heads, the reason why they never <laughs> said anything about the coaches because that was their homie. That's that's the bottom line on Ole. That's why they never said anything about him. That's why he was completely protected because he's a club legend and he's their friend. That's that's the first reason as to why jb redknapp uh, said his friend jb redknapp always jamie redknapp Her, uh, jamie carragher always said something about ole but they've always they've they, now they pointed out the fact that hey, the players are the ones that the problem in my personal opinion oh, and you can disagree i think the majority of people in england gave ole a pass 
because of who he was. That's just my personal opinion. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying that's the way that I looked at it. And I think if you look at as as horrible of a manager as he was, to now have a short memory <laughs> and say that these players now are the problem when these players, not Ole, because he was trash, got us third place, second place, and we're building. Now, this is what I ultimately think is going on with the club. This is just my personal mm-hmm. opinion. I don't have any, obviously, any insight on what's going on in the club. I'm hearing people saying people are throwing the manager under the bus. I ultimately think the club is doing that. And when I say the club, I mean the owners of the club. They are the ones that are throwing these managers under the bus. And I'll explain what I mean. When you finish second and you finish third and you have a manager in Ole who is continuously pumping out the microphone that he wants to do 4-3-3, that's where he wants to eventually get. He wants to be attacking. He wants to counterattack, and he wants to press. So they have the players, in my opinion. I know you don't like Pogba. I know you think Bruno's decent, but you think he was falling off. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think Rashford was coming into form. I know you don't like Tony. I think he was a good player. And I think Greenwood, I think you rate him. I think he was a good player there. So you have, in my this is just my opinion, you have Rashford. You have Greenwood, you have Sancho, who they brought in. Everyone's crying. Well, we need we need a, a, a center back. They go out and get Varane, great center back. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for me, back four, Bruno, uh, Pogba, and Fred. That those three there, and then up front again, Rashford, Greenwood, and Sancho. What happens? You bring in CR seven, and it upsets the apple cart. Now you can you you're able to say if you want to mm-hmm. that they should be happy because I know I was. I'm not going to sit here and lie and go we should have never done it, but that messed up the whole process because when you bring in a figure who's that huge and that big of an icon, you can't run four three three with him because he's 37 years old and can't run the same as he did each and every game. He can do it for one off. He can do it for two off. Mm-hmm. But to play back to back to back at 37, that's difficult to do. So what did he do? He went to 4-2-3-1, put Sancho in a position he's never played in, didn't get him any service. We got off to, a, in my opinion, a horrible start. So when you when you bring in a figure like that, when you when you agree to do that, you messed up, in my opinion, the plan. This is again, this isn't player coach. This is from the top, the people who are making the decisions to bring him in. Why do you bring in CR7? Again, like I said, I was excited. I was over the moon. The fact that he's coming back to the club, the fact that he's going to be in form scoring us goals. What I didn't see, the foresight that I didn't have, was the fact that at 37, you can't do what you did at 27. It's just, it's, it's humanly impossible. So you've got players who saw something going right. Again, third, second. What's the next step? The next step is winning the league. When you don't have the players who are already there doing things and you bring in someone who doesn't fit what we want to do. Again, this is Ole. Ole was saying 4-3-3. Ole was saying attack. Ole was saying go on the counter and get people. You cannot do that with CR7. And we're all seeing that now. We're all looking at him going, well, how come How come Ronaldo doesn't press? How come Ronaldo doesn't run the whole game? He's never he pressed, you see? That's my point. That's and I remember no, number 27, that's, 18, that's 19, 22, point. 27, so 40 that's years old, 50 point. years old, he's never going to do it. That's my point. 
I think what they did was, and I bought into it, let's go get CR7. It's going to put butts in the seats. It's going to sell jerseys. It's going to have everyone, myself included, excited about a project that, in my opinion, was going in the right direction. So I give Ole credit because if they would have brought in a proper manager like a Conte, like a Pochettino, someone, people who have done things, we, I think, would have been going absolutely in the right direction. But what did we do? We have the people up, up top who make these decisions, who say, let's go get Ragnick. Let's give him six months as an interim coach. And then we're going to get we're going to switch it up and change it again. So what do you think the player's mentality is? You think Jaden Sancho's excited when he came here? What was he supposed to be? Me and you said it. He'll eventually be the what? The number seven. What happens? Ronaldo comes. Take a seat, son. You will get it. You will get it when you get it. So again, mentality ultimately changes. What happens to Bruno is in your in your opinion, because in mine, is Bruno one of our best players? Right now? No. I'm saying I'm I'm just saying overall no. the past three years, he's probably been our best player. That's just my opinion. Oh, okay, yeah. Overall, so, I mean so, I would give so no I would say does, okay, well one of them. No, no, our best our best player in the past three years no, has been Bruno. He's been one of them. One of them. Yeah. So, but so I, I would okay, say I would so say does, the past year season season he's maybe and a half he's tailed off let's just let's just agree he's been up there okay yes how does he play with cr7 he doesn't he gets subbed off every single time they play for portugal he gets subbed off what does united do let's bring in cr7 so the best player or one of them we both agreed upon that one of the best players that we've had at the club in the past three years turn it around goals assist in form he's really good Let's bring in someone who he can't play with. That's a great idea. And again, like I said, I was all for it. I came on the podcast screaming and shouting and yelling, and I was excited, and he's back and all of that. But that's not where the project was going. The project was going for younger, faster, attacking, pressing players. That's not him. What did we do? We freaked out because United City was going to get him possibly. Freaked out, pulled the trigger, and when we needed to get a center defense midfield player, we went and got CR7. So it's it's not this panic button for me. This has been going on since David Moyes was here, the inconsistency, the buying the big players, don't fit our system, don't fit what we want to do. Players are not going to sit back like robots. They're going to say something. They're going to tell you that they're upset. That's just what's happening again. So I'm, I'm not... The things that make me happy, Jesus, is the fact that we have a manager who's willing to take those big players, the Rashfords, the Brunos, the Sanchos, and tell them to park it. Tell them to sit their butts down because they're not good enough. That's what I'm excited about and hope that Radnick is able to continue to do things like that to show people that you're not bigger than the club. You will never be bigger than the club. So those things excite me. They make me happy. I understand what people are upset. I even understand what you're saying when you're talking about players, because if it's true that they're leak, leaking things and not, at least Romelu Lukaku sat down and said it to your face. If you're going to leak things, you're a coward. That's just my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Say it with your chest or shut your mouth. That's how I feel. So if this is the true, agent. It, it, who, whoever, whoever's <laughs> leaking, whoever's leaking this shot at his head, you know. I'm just saying, whoever's leaking things, I don't, I'm not, I don't favor that. So I, I, that's why I'd like to, I, I don't like the whole thing of like players or 
which players? Like, let's stop being cowards. I'm, I'm talking to these mirrors, the Suns, the, all these Manchester Evening News. Let's DC, be men dude. and say who you're, you're, are these. You're just trying to re- revolution. I mean, revolution, not revolutionize, but basically deconstruct journalism as it is, dude. I mean, they have anonymous sources. Yes, to sell papers. We see it here in the United States. Some of you know. And, and so, see, here, you know, but per, fine, but apparently for the what, the last administration that we had in the United States. The only reason some of the, the shit got out because there's anonymous sources and then that hold the, that held the past administration accountable. So it's just you know it's uh, I'm not gonna that's, I'm, that's, I'm, that's I'm, fine. I'm not denying, like, like I'm said, not that's, denying the fact that hey, these players talk shit. That, I, I'm fine with that, but I think players can at least say, "Listen, if you're upset with something, you're leaking things. Why can't you man up and say I don't want to be here like Tony did? Tony said it doesn't. It's not working for me. I'm not going to be able to play. I'd like to leave. That's what a man does, in my opinion." Now, yeah. that's what those guys that are leaking things, you don't like Ragnick. You don't like the fact that you've got to stay past 5 o'clock. You don't like the fact that we that we run and we want to press. Be a man and go to your agent and tell him you want to leave. That's what a man does. They don't leak things and cry and moan because Ronaldo's here. He's here. And I was happy as hell. It's just not working. You got him playing in front of Cavani. So now Cavani is dropping into the midfield where he's at his best in the box. It's not working. Ragnick's in the situation right now where he's looking at these players and he's trying to get them to form to what he wants to do. He's trying to get them to run and press. And he's got a 32-year-old and a 37-year-old leading the line. It's not going to work game in, game out. It's just not. It's just like it's just common sense to where we are right now. I know it's so, common sense, EC, but... I mean, okay. Even to say to just save the just say the the thirty the thirty year olds out. Why? Did, I mean, yes, Greenwood. I mean, he's he's under twenty. He can't press, but it's not in his locker. That's what he never doesn't do. No, well, yeah, you can. You can learn. Jane Sandro, he can't do that. Or when they lose balls, because they lose balls very frequently, they can't go back and try to get it. Uh, McTominay and obviously Matic is older. They can't, you know, when they lose balls, they can't get the fucking effort. No, man, I'm sorry. I'm 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 tired of giving these guys excuses on tactics and this and that. No, no, no. Yeah, okay, yes. Ronaldo and Cavani are here. Cavani's here to stay to the end of the year, end of the season. I'm sorry. Ronaldo's here. Who knows? I mean, Ronaldo might be gone this summer because we probably won't make Champions League. <laughs> gonna, yeah, no, it's, no, it's gonna happen. It's, it's gonna happen. So, why? I mean, how does that affect? I mean, just because that happened, I mean, just because they're up top, they're playing, they're scoring goals, they're doing their job. That doesn't mean like, oh, I have to lollygag and half ass it in the fucking midfield. But that's the thing; they're not. Yes, Ronaldo's they whining and complaining the entire game. You have Cavani, who's not playing in his position. That's what I was just saying. Cavani's one of the best in the box, but we've got him picking up the ball in the midfield. So how is he effective? He's not. That's not his fault. That's what I'm trying to say. It takes time. But why does it, it, okay, why are you giving excuses to other players? Go ahead. I didn't hear what you said. Why are you giving excuses to the other players? Is just because I'm of Cavani? Not, I'm not. Like just I, Cavani like I gets said, go ahead, does, it mean, does it mean that uh, when Jane Sancho or Greenwood or Bruno or them, that when they lose a the ball, that they can't fucking try to get it back? No. Is Cavani, I, is Cavani dropping to the midfield having an f- effect on their effort? No. Does Ronaldo being up top have an effect on their effort? 
No. I like I said earlier, there have been players in this six game again. It's been six games. There have been players in the six game stint that he's been in control who have had good games, and there have been players in the six game stint who have stunk it up. That's just a fact. So some of them have busted their ass and ran hard. Some of them haven't in every game. And that just goes back to what I said earlier. The inconsistency has been the only thing consistent at the club. And it's been that way since Sir Alex Ferguson left. That's a fact. It's an absolute fact. The fact that you can look at at Van Hall after he wins an FA Cup and tell him that he needs to relocate with a play. Look at that squad and how horrible it was. It was trash. And they won the FA Cup and tell him he needs to leave. And we, we need to get somebody else new in there. It, again, does what? You've got those young players who are trying to get used to a system, get used to a coach. Sorry, we're going to bring somebody else in. You get used to that coach. Everything's okay. We're going to switch it up again. We talk about this in the United States all the time with football players, specifically quarterbacks who get new coaches every single season and get new offensive coordinators and have to learn new things. We talk about it all the time. It's difficult to develop that player and make him a better player because he's not comfortable with what's going on because he or she doesn't know if they're going to chop and change it again. That's management. Look at the Steelers. Look at that franchise and how it's been able to sustain. Why is that? Because there's a level of consistency. There's a level of those players knowing that, listen, the same guy, whether we win or lose, whether it's good or bad, he it's his voice. It's one sound. I'm not going to change anything. That's what United was. Sir Alex Ferguson from 86 to 2013, he was the voice. You didn't say anything. You didn't talk back. You listened. You learned. If you didn't play, you were out. And he didn't care if you were Rude Van Nistelrooy, who was the best mm-hmm. goal scorer in the world. He sat you down. But- we don't have that. You see, that's, you see that's, like the, that's, that's, Ahead, sorry. that's the player that we have. You, oh, I think we have, we've had this conversation before. You are a player's person. I am an authoritarian. We have too much babies. Again, it goes back to we have a bunch of babies on our team. The baby's of, got we, a second we, place. We, 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 the baby's got a third place. Oh, it's now not, you're bringing that it, up again? Oh, now and now. Oh, okay. No, no, no. We have a bunch of kids, Instagram Instagram uh, models and shit on our fucking team that can't take criticism, period. The same Instagram models got you third, but, got and, you and second, like you said, and got you Champions League. Like they, and it's the same did they win, kids. Did they win anything? It's the, did that's they that's win what anything? I was getting to. It's the, that's what I'm getting easy. to. Like you always it's say, the same, did they win anything? That's, that's exactly what I'm getting to. I can't hear you that that's what i'm getting into it's the same talented it's players that are going to take taking selfies oh i practice well no you don't dude you're fucking you're joke dude it's, it's the same players that drug this club to third place and to second place and why don't you win anything cuz you don't have a manager that can do it no, that's why Van Paul won that's why Jose Mourinho won because they're good managers oh, look what they and they understand Jose. how to manage when they, football. When, when, they, when, bring when somebody holds them accountable, what they do? Oh no, dude, this guy's so mean to me. Oh my god! Come on, now, you bring dude. in Ole, better players, better team, more money spent. He won zero. Just like so, those same great like players because 
don't tell me Jose Mourinho had a better team than Ole. He didn't even have close to a good team. Neither did Van Hall. He didn't have close to the team that Ole had. And they won things. Why? Because they're coaches. They know what they're doing. Ole had no idea of what he was doing. Zero. But they still drug him to second. They still drug him to third. That's what those whiny crybaby Instagram babies that you call them, that's what they did. And you can poo-poo it all you want, but they're better than Liverpool. They're better than uh, Tottenham. They're better than Arsenal. They're better than Chelsea, who won a Champions League. Mm -hmm. And the best league in the world. Same players. But people have such short memories, and they just want to throw speculations out there. All the players are crybabies. Were they crybabies when they got second place? Mm. No. We were cheering their names. We all loved them. We were all excited. You were there. You were one of them. But now that the things aren't going well... They're crybabies. They don't want to listen. You see, I've been consistent about the players for a very long time. So don't give me this. What, I, what I'm saying is the narrative. The cancer, that is in the, the cancer that is in the dressing room, I've been consistent about that. Again, I, I honestly think it's this knee jerk. Mm-hmm. Everyone's still living in the past, thinking that we're this united that we were. That's why Phelan's now coming in, and he's supposed to now calm the ship. If you read the reports, he's supposed to come in. And he's supposed to get into this locker room and fix it all. Why? Because he sat next to Sir Alex Ferguson 10 years ago and he's going to fix it because we're living in the past. I, like I said before, I talk so much crap about Ole, but what I give him credit for, it was going in the right direction. He was never the man to get us a trophy ever. I don't care what anybody says. He was trash. But he galvanized the troops. He understood mm-hmm. that he had good players and he was waiting on moments a lot of times. That's what saved him. But he let them play and he was able to get them to second and then to third. The problem was, again, upper management. That's why I'm saying people get onto these players and they get onto these coaches. Why is it? Why no, is it? Why is Manchester United in the business of signing Cristiano Ronaldo? Because it makes money sense. It's so basic. And for me, again, like a fan, I was duped. I was so excited. I thought this guy was going to come here, score 50 goals, have 15 assists, 20 assists, and we were going to win second place, maybe even challenge for the title. That's how naive I was. He's not that guy anymore. And it's not his fault. 30 flipping seven. And he saved us how many times this year? Nine? At least nine times he saved us this season. The project... To the big hole, people don't want to look at that. They want to look at this prima donna, this Instagram post, this picture this guy took, and say, yep, that's the problem. It's the same guys, man. It's the same cats that got you third place and second. Same guys. New coach. Now he's gonna have to come in, rip it all up, t- tear tear the whole tear the whole thing apart. What you need? Because for at least two seasons, Ronaldo's gonna be there. Cavani's out. Something. Cavani, Cavani ain't have it. He's not, he's not sticking around for it. But these same prima donnas, these same cats, they'll be here. My hope, January, he goes and gets a couple of kids, younger ones. Um, and that he also, you know, gives kids like Alanga, Greenwood, gives those kids a chance. But you can't tell me a logical reason as to why Ronaldo's played the last three games, started them, and played the whole game. There's no logical reason for it. It just, it, it literally makes no sense other than. Ragnick, you better play our boy. He better be out there. And matter of fact, if if Maguire's not the captain, he better be the captain. You said it yourself. He's not a captain. He's not a captain. But what looks good on TV? 
Ronaldo, the seven shirt, captain's armband, back at Old Trafford, 75,000 strong. It's not about always the tactics. It's not about oh, sometimes for United with the owners we have. That's where I put the blame. The owners, it's about making money, making people happy, singing the songs, Ronaldo, Ronaldo. That's what it's about for those guys. You shouldn't have been starting that game. Played like crap. Like a lot of them did. Besides Phil Jones. But I guarantee you he'll he'll start again in this FA Cup match. I guarantee you. Will. No, he won't play in the FA Cup. I mean, I'd be, I'd be oh, shocked. It's, it's seven days and yeah, probably will. I'd yeah. be shocked and appalled if he didn't start. He will. <laughs> but let's close this out real quick. Uh, I just want to. So we lost against Wolves. We drew against Newcastle. Uh, there's player unrest. I'm just going to go back to what Roy Keane said. Leopard doesn't change his spots. This lot got Jose sacked. This lot's going to get Ole sacked, which they did. And this lot, obviously, uh, they're not good enough. They're going to get Ragnit sacked. So, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. All right, uh, you see, you, you brought up a, let's get some transfer news because you brought up a good question. I mean, you brought up something, um, what's going to happen this this uh, transfer window. Rumor has it, or reports have it, I'm sorry, uh, that 11 players are out this January. Um, Lingard, Donnie Van de Beek, Eric Bailly, Henderson, Martial are rumored to be leaving the club. I think Martial's... Um, Excuse me. Uh, deal with Sevilla, I believe. Sevilla, right? Yeah, Sevilla. Yeah. Uh, got rejected because Sevilla does not want to pick up majority of Martial's contract. And this is the problem with fucking United. And this is something that we've argued, you and I, in the past, about giving players the, you know, like you said, United prints money. Now this is an issue because United print money uh, we can't get rid of players because we ha- they are too big of contracts. I think Henderson's probably the also as a goalkeeper for a backup. I think he's the highest paid backup goalkeeper. I mean he's on what 150, um, but I think he can be on the move because every <coughs> for 150 for a starting goalkeeper. I think that's pretty much a that's pretty much a, a deal. Uh, Bai, I don't know what he's on. Aaron, um, Donny Van Der Beek, don't know what he's on and. Uh, Lindegard, Lindegard, um, Lindegard, I'm sorry, is a kind of a, um, it's a, you know, it's one of those things that I'm like, why, why is he wanting to leave in January? I mean, why is it club? Okay. Why is any team want to pick him up now when they can get him a free, get him for a free in the summer? Why are they going to pay anything? Right. I would, you know. You know, just maybe pick up his wage. Who knows? Uh, but those are the five. Let's talk about those five. But what I really want to, you know, I really want you to say or give me your opinion on is the six. The other 11. The other, to, to fill out the 11, who are the other six that are going to be on, on the on the move? So you're you're saying you, you're, you feel like. Well, I've read. I've you- read. Lindard, Lingard, Van de Beek, Bailly, Henderson, and Martial are the um, are part of the 11, 11 players that uh, that they'll be getting, they want to get rid of in January. 
on you're saying who who the rest of them would be? Who would you? Yeah, who are the the other six that you think are on that would be on their way out if they can do it? With eleven players, there's a lot to fucking get, you know get rid of. But I mean, who would you? Think? I wouldn't want to, but I think they're gonna try to get rid of Paul. I think Edison's gonna leave as well. Um, I go back and forth on Juan Mata. I just I don't think he will just because he's on 160 grand a week and it's Manchester United, so I don't think he's gonna go anywhere. Um, you know, Matic just for you know having a backup player and he has a decent game every once in a while. Jesse Lingard, uh, did you name Jesse? Yeah, Jesse was on there. Uh, yeah, so that's really it. I mean, if you look at all of them, you got kids on loan. You got Brandon Williams, um, Axel's out, Andreas Pereira's out, uh, Palistri. All those guys are on loan. So, you know, I don't. I, I it's zero zero chance more than two people leave. In my opinion, um, it's depleted. COVID, you know, injuries. You got you got the you got the Africa combinations right now. Zero chance any 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 more than Tony and maybe Jesse. Maybe. Um, Donnie's not going anywhere. Obviously, he's got to be pissed. I'd be pissed. But I don't I, – I, I'm looking at the salaries now, and I, there's there's zero chance that, that these guys um, – seven, three. I, I couldn't even name you three that are actually going to, you know, actually leave. That Sevilla deal, that they was, it's a 50-50 split. Um, <clears throat> only on 250 grand a week. Um, they said no, so you know you're going to have to again look at and see if you run the contract down and let him go. And it's a fifty million dollar player who's probably worth right now I would say thirty million in my opinion. Um, I say you sell him, you go get the young kid from uh, from uh, River Plate, uh, just an absolutely amazing talent. Uh, I I go pick him up um, because for me. Julian Alvarez is the next guy, right? If you're looking at Sergio Aguero's, you know, that that next Argentinian great, that's where that kid is right now. At mm. 20, 21 years old, I would make that deal happen. I'd give River Plate, I think he's worth 15, give him 25 uh of of what you got for Tony and and be and be good with it because that, for me, you're bringing in somebody who can, you know, if you want to leave Ronaldo up top, you can play this kid in the 10 because he can play the striker and he can also facilitate. So if you want to keep doing this four two four triple two, this is the type of kid that that could do it and would be willing to be a passer and be willing to also get in the box when he needs to. So I it's I understand your point and it's a valid point that but United do horrible business, but it would be catastrophic to the football team if six guys left because then you're ultimately going okay, everybody from academy's coming up. Because you're, you're, you're just, you're not, I don't see them saying to Ragnick as an interim, here's 150 million, go figure it out. You know, I, I could see one or two younger, like this, this, this Alvarez kid is young. So I could see them, you know, going and getting him. But, uh, I, you know, I just think for me, United is the type of club that we're, we're going to go for a big dog, right? Like I, I could see us trying to get into the Holland ring in the summer, which I don't think we'll win. I could see us getting to the Declan Rice ring, which I don't think we'll win. Um, those are the type of players that we usually go and get because, again, it's it's that DNA, right? It's that who do we – what do we always do? Mm. We always went and got the best. Cantona, we went and got him. Ferdinand, we went and got him. Vidic, we always went and got the best, brought him in. They helped us change the club. So I don't see two players leaving 
three would be a it would be insane. But six or seven, that's that's those newspapers trying to get people to read them. That, in my opinion, what I mean, what's the issue with Donnie? We thought he was going to get a fair shake with the with Ragnick, and dude hasn't sniffed a pitch. I mean, other than the young boys game, I think the proof's in the pudding. I think Ole's looked at him in practice. Ragnick's looked at him in practice. They don't see it. I. No one can sit here and tell me the kid can't play. Clearly, if you play at IX, you get you get picked up by United. You can play ball. That's clear. I've seen him have good games. I've seen him have crap games. Clearly, in practice, the kid doesn't get it. It's that's evident. Unless there's someone higher up that's going, we don't like his agent talking crap because no one talks about Dottie's agent talking crap, and he does it all the time. Unless they're saying, hey, we don't like to hear his agent run his mouth. Don't play him. The only thing I think of is that he's not getting it done in practice. And that's the thing, that's though. That, that was the thing about Ole, right? That was the knock where Ole doesn't, didn't play him because he wasn't really an Ole signing, right? That's the rumor. That was the rumor, right? Now it's Ragnick, and he's not even getting. That, that's why. Not that's even, why. Not I even think the three minutes like, left in the game, Sniff. That's why I think it's practice. I don't think he's showing it. I don't think he's a good practice player. And the other thing that people have to start to, to think about, he might not be a Premier League player. That might just be the thing. He might be a, an Italian player. He might be a La Liga player. He, he might be, you know, someone that needs to play in France. I don't know because he hasn't played at, at a top level. Ajax, no disrespect, they're not a top league. It's just not. Mm. They're dominant. It's kind of like Celtic. They're supposed to win every single year. That's just where he grew up. So it, it's no knock to Donnie, but I obviously the, the two managers that have been there, they don't rate him in practice because he don't ever play. Maybe he has a bad attitude. He's one of those uh, players that people are saying he might be a leak. I don't believe any of it, but I'm just saying if it's if it's if it's not attitude, it's definitely what he's doing on the pitch. Because look at Alanga. Alanga, this is just reported, came into practice, balled out of control. Ragnick gave him a chance. So he came in right away, showed the gaffer I could do it, and they gave him a shot. And he played fairly well the first time, second time not so much, but he's, he's shown in practice he can do it. So he might – That I think that's the thing people need to maybe wrap their brains around is, one, it does take time to settle. It's been a couple years. He's bulked up a little bit, still not playing. <clears throat> he might be a different league type of player, might not – it might not work out for him here, but it might work for him really well at Barcelona, Real Madrid, mm. Atletico Madrid. It might be great for him. But so far for me, the only thing I can chalk it up to is that he's not getting it done in practice. <clears throat> That's been my take on him. He when he when he come on the pitch, it, I, it seems like he you know he's done well. Maybe I'm just seeing he's something. He, he's, he's not he's consistent model, again. Again, I mean, but when, he's I mean, a how can Manchester United player inconsistent? I mean, but how consistent can you get when you only play a sniff every, you know what I mean? It's like the backup quarterback, right? The backup quarterback supposed to, like, never gets reps in practice, right? And, you know, I, the, you, I, expect, I, you, you expect the backup quarterback <laughs> to come out and produce the same way the starting quarterback, but, you know, it's not going to happen. I get your point, but I, I would say more often than not, He's not lit the world on fire when he does get an eye. It's not like I go, man, what are we waiting on? I think it's more, I saw him at more IX. So I watched the YouTube videos. I, I, 
but but I'm what I'm saying is I think more it's more of I watched the YouTube videos. I know what he did at IX. I saw him play for Netherlands. So the idea is that he's great. We've never seen him do anything great at Manchester United. That's just a fact. He's never done anything where he's taken over this game. He's dominated. He, that's not been in his CV yet. So that's that's why I'm kind of like, I don't trust Ole. So I'm not. <laughs> I don't really rate him. But I would say Ragnik's probably a pretty good guess of, especially young talent. Yeah. And he's putting him out there on the pitch. So there's got to be something to where he's asking him to do things and he can't do them. So I, I, I just, I, I think, like I said, it, it may be not as deep as we think. And it just may be the fact that, like, he can't play in the prim. Like, it might just be that. Right. Hey, uh, okay. You talked about two young academy players. Um, Mengi and Axel Twanzebi are out on loan. With um, Eric Bailly in the African Cup of Nations, and then obviously I think he's on the chopping block. Maguire, whatever injuries you know he has, and then Lindelof, what he's you know what he uh, he's going through with that. I think it's like a heart issue or respiratory issue or yeah, something. Like it's very low key. Not Nobody's good. really come out and said shit. Um, it's not good. It's not good. Um, we have. Phil Jones, which he did play an okay game. Is it wrong for us to send Mengi or, or and Axel Tonzebi out on loan, or should we recall him? I mean, I would have called Axel. I, I thought Axel just signed for Napoli, though. Did he not? Uh, I thought so, too. That's, that's the thing. So, I mean, that that's the wrap. So and because that would have been my fix, I would have given him a long run and and just s- seen what he has. Yeah. With with him being gone, I've only seen one game of Phil Jones, so I'm not jumping out the window yeah, saying he's better than this. just like yeah, you, boss. One game, <laughs> one game, and he played very well. I was super excited for him to. And we talked about it. We we both said he's watched. He's gonna do a ten out of ten. And what was he? The man of the match. So. When you come back, you've got all that adrenaline. You haven't played in a year, and to have the injuries that he's had, I actually looked deeper into his uh, injuries uh, through the athletic um, this morning. He had about 14 injuries, and you know this is the guy who Sir Alex Ferguson literally said he was going to be one of the best players to ever play at the club. That's Sir Alex Ferguson who said that when he when he first came uh, back in the day. I don't know if it was 11, maybe 10, um, that he said that. So a lot of pressure on his shoulders injuries no player wants to be hurt these guys all want to prove that they're the best in the world and he's just been bitten by it time and again so for for him to come back and play like he played um fair play to him and you know i thought he hustled the fans cheered for him i thought it was great but he's not the answer let's just be real he's 29 um he's probably i would say maybe your fourth pick maybe your fifth um but listen if he can put in a shift and he can run, and he can get after it and win balls and, and do what he can do, I'll have him. Because I think Maguire's having probably the worst year that he's had uh, since he's been at the United. And so for him to be the captain, for him to obviously want to come out and play well, it hasn't gone well at all his first year playing with Varane and, and Cristiano Ronaldo. It's gone. It's, it's probably gone horrible if, if I had to make an opinion. But, but yeah, I hope, I hope Phil Jones keeps playing this way because um, – you know, the Cup of Nations, I mean, the Ivory Coast usually go fairly far in it. 
And then when he does come back, he's going to have to quarantine and he's going to have to get acclimated again. And God forbid, you know, it's my injury to hurt. So that's going to happen. We all know that. So it's just, it's, it's just one of those things where, you know, Phil's looking at this opportunity as a 29 year old man. And he's going, I got to show him. I got to show all these people who had memes and had jokes and called me pink shoes and made fun of my head and all that. I'm going to show him that I'm actually here supporting the club in the biggest way because I play for him. So he's got a huge opportunity ahead of him. I hope he does great. I'm rooting for him. And, you know, I hope I hope he goes out there and plays great with Veron. I mean, it looked good in the first little, you know, one game against, you know, Wolves, which Wolves is a good team, not a great team, but a good team. Mm. I thought he played really well. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to know what's happening with Lingard, Lindelof, I'm sorry. Um, I really don't care about McGuire right now. Um, he's hurt, but the, yeah, he needs a break. Uh, Lindelof is what I'm really worried about. Phil Jones, he's gonna need to show me. He's pretty that. I mean, he's gonna show everyone that he can stay healthy first and foremost, and not make boneheaded moves. Cause that was that was his thing. He was the Eric Bailly before Eric Bailly. You know what I mean? He's the, for, you know, forgive me to say it. He's the white Eric Bailly, you know? He is. <laughs> no, he's a mistake waiting to happen. He's, he's Phil Jones, you know, replacement which, kind of the... Which he did make, you know, um, against Wolves for, with the Matinho goal. So, it's just... I'd, I'd rather have more reassurance. And I don't know if Axel's the, 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 the answer, but I think Axel has proven himself. I mean, it's unfortunate that he's not got enough run, in my opinion. I don't know about you, but I think Axel's, I mean, a, a damn good player. Um, so I, I, I just, I would like to see Axel either brought, you know, get, come back from his loan spell if we're getting rid of Eric Bailly and, uh, you know, we're, you know, that's something's going to happen with that. Um, you see, okay, just real quick. Uh, Ruben Neves, been rumored as CDM. We're supposed to be in for him in the summer. And now we're back in for him in January. Do you think Wolves at number eight, they're, they're placed behind us in the standings. Um, do you think they'll give him up for Europa League, for a chance to miss out on Europa League? Or do you think it's going to, it's just some false flag? You know, we're just chasing mirrors here. Yeah, it, it, it's a false, there's no way in the world. It, I, I would be on the floor if we were able to get Nevis. Because I mean, this is this this is the thing, you know. You we we were just, we talk about Ruben Neves, and it's a, that's what she did in the summer, yeah, right? right? Like, we 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 everyone in the club. Yeah. I have no knowledge of any kind of tactical awareness at all, and everyone in the club knew that's the player that we needed. Like, there, no question. So, no, I, I think if, if if Wolves said to them, you know, okay, you want Ruben Neves, I'm gonna be like, okay, I want eighty million. I want seventy million. He's not worth that. But you're not going to get this guy who ran us all up and down the park, who made us look stupid. You're not about to get this kid. So I would love for him to try. I would love for them to, to throw their th- throw uh, his name in the ring. But I, I ultimately think if any, if he's if they give Ragnick any money, I would be shocked. One and two, if they do, it's going to be to go get a younger prospect type of kid. Now, like I said, the Albus kid, he's not a prospect. Like he he comes in right away and he's on the bench or he's playing. From River Plate, that's how good he is. Just 
from a South American club in the prim? Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. If you if you look at what the kid's doing, it's the same trajectory. It, it's 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 actually better, which is crazy if you look into the kid. It's actually better than Aguero. The trajectory that he's already on, coming from that type of club, leading that type of club and doing the thing even better. So this is this is one of those kids that could be generational. He'll be what he'll wind up being is that lead striker or nine for, for a Real, a Barca, a, a Manchester United, a Bayern. He'll be that kid. Um, it's it, The simple fact of the matter is it's, it, he's at River right now, so it just looks a little bit off. This is the same thing where you know Neymar's playing in Brazil for a team that's not going to do anything anywhere. You still look at the projection of what he could be. That's kind of what this kid will be. So I'm hopeful that he comes. I think that's, again, that would be a big splash for me because – Again, that's that's what I, I saw us being that young up and coming. Because you got to remember, Liverpool, Mane, and Salah—they're getting up there in age, and they also don't pay their players like we pay our players. That's why Salah has been so adamant about saying, "I want to stay, I want to stay, I love the club." He's probably worth if if you if Cristiano Ronaldo is worth five hundred. I got the number right here. Cristiano Ronaldo on a weekly basis gets five hundred and ten thousand dollars a week. What do you think? What do you think Mane's worth? What do Mane? you think Salah's Mane? Mane and Salah. What do you think their salaries should be? I'm not saying what they are. What do you think if, if Ronaldo's worth 5'10 a week? Do you, do you think they're better players? I'm not talking about overall legacy. He's better than all of them legacy-wise, no question. I'm well, about, if you want to talk about fantasy, then obviously Salah's fucking 100... What is it? How many no. points is 179 points? Real, no, 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 no fantasy. Real life. Who's a better player right now? Real life. Uh, Salah. So what do you think he's worth weekly? Because Liverpool, the, the, that's the thing. Liverpool don't pay 400, 600 a week. They don't do that. That's not a part of their DNA. That's why everyone's freaking out because they're like, he's worth, he's probably the best player in the world. Right now, I'm talking about overall, all time. I agree. I agree. Right now, he's he's top five, clear. Yeah. So, so that that's the thing. Those I saw those players either leaving to go get the wages they deserve, or aging out, and us having the young, up and coming Greenwood, Rashford, Sancho, Bruno, Pogba, the younger kids coming up and doing things after a while, and we were the third. What? Second, I saw us climbing to those levels. The whole thing got halted. So I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to get off. I just get, get off topic. I just for me, Hold if on. you look at it, and I and I've got it right here. It's it's easily uh, pulled up. If you look at Liverpool at FC right here, okay. Wait for the update here. If you look at those players and those salaries, the top guys are Virgil Van Dyke at two hundred and twenty. That's the top guy. So. I'm just I'm looking at things and I and I'm looking at you know Tiago on 200, most styles on 200 right now. There's no way that they're gonna look at his his manager his agent excuse me is gonna look at his salary, look across the pond to Ronaldo's salary and go, I'll just go ahead and take fifty thousand more. No chance. No chance in the world. So, um, if if he's about anything as far as money is concerned, when I was saying Mo Salah, Mo Salah's on 200 grand a week. 
so you know his agent is looking around the world and he's looking across the pond and he's looking at Real, he's looking at Barca, he's looking at Bayern, he's looking at PSG and he's going, there's no way that my player is not taking at least, at least we're 350 just to get us to start talking to you. And they don't have, Virgil van Dijk's on 220, that's the highest paid player at, at uh, Liverpool right now. Completely clear of us. Well, Salah, Salah's 31, right? He's at least 30. Yeah, so, I mean. And that's what I'm saying. Those I, guys are going to age out, and he's going to want to get his payday. Yeah. He is. His man, his agent is saying, bro, this is it. You're on fire. You're scoring goals, assists. Y'all got a chance to win the league. You got to strike by the iron's heart because you're, you're not getting the 31 years old. You're not getting yeah. a, a huge contract. So this is it. That's why I'm saying I felt like we were primed and in that position to to do some things. But I, I just don't think that, like I said, if you look at their roster, the way they do things, they don't structure to pay players $510,000 a week. That's not how they, you know, look, look at Newcastle right now to just sign uh, Trippier. Trippier. Their potential to sign uh, Aubameyang. They might get him in as well because they got they've got money now. Because the Trippier deal was only twelve million bucks, and that's done. I don't know what it'll be on weekly, but they didn't pay anything. I just saw Trippier play the other day; play great. I mean, Atletico are going to have to figure it out. I'm sure they will. But at the end of the day, those clubs that have have the money, that have the the kitty to go out and get, like Barca's hurting, Real's hurting, so these new up and coming kids. You know, if we can snatch onto an Alves now, you know, I really, I honestly think that's that's the game we need to be in. If you can, if you look at early, you know, uh, Declan Rice now while he's in his prime, and you can do some things. You can make you can make some central midfield passes on a consistent basis. You know, people say that all the time. Freddie McTominay can't play. They can, just not consistently. They're gonna have a stinker of epic proportions like they had in the last game. And then some games you're going to go, oh, Fred is Brazilian. Oh, crap. Uh, McTominay is an international. They're going to do that too. So I think for me, if, if I'm looking at, at things, I'm looking at Declan Rice, uh, Amadou, Amadou Aore, that's another kid I told you about. Um, uh, Babaku Kamara, that's another kid they're in for. You know, those, those type of young up and coming that's kind of Ragnick's DNA if you will taking those young budding stars and then turning them into worldies and then selling them off to Manchester United well he's here now he has them here now at his disposal so I I see them getting some younger kids if that but I don't see six or seven I just I think right now and I'm not saying that you're wrong I'm not I hope that's not how this is coming across when you have players like Luke Shaw come out and say the things that he said, yep. which is which is Ragnick needs to do better, it leads people to believe that there's cliques who hate him and there's cliques who are fine with it. That's that's what that interview did for tons and tons of people. So for me, the way that I'm looking at things if Ragnick's true to himself, he said Luke Shaw basically said we, the, they don't have many options. Didn't have options, and also Ragnick needs to do better. He said Ragnick needs to come up with more ideas. That's what he said, which basically means you don't know what you're doing. 
in my opinion. I could be reading Luke way off, but when DeGaea said about Solskjaer, uh, we look lost, that was damning to the manager. Mm -hmm. That's just my personal opinion. So, you know, people can read into it however they want, but I don't think Luke Shaw, when he said 4-2-2-2 and they came out with three center backs and Tomato's just doing whatever he wants, Luke's probably thinking, what the hell are we doing? And that's 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 what I mean when, when I always get upset and I talk to you about tactics. That's what I'm talking about. The manager has his ideas and he has his own ways of doing things like all they did. And the players don't believe you could be the nicest guy in the world. I'm out here running around like a crazy person and I'm going to have people talking crap if I don't have a good game. So they're not going to be excited or happy or, you know, jubilant and, and playing for the badge. Because they don't know what the hell's going on. Because they don't believe in the system. So that's why the two of those, you know, you look at Pep, you look at Klopp. Those systems, you can mix and match. And then you can let go of a Fern Torres, who's an amazing player, because you just slot another one in. That's why I asked you two, three weeks ago, does Liverpool slow down if you put Fred in the midfield? I don't think the answer is yes. I think they're fine. Because he knows his role knows where he's supposed to be, and understands if you don't play that role, come sit your ass down. I got another worldie on the bench just waiting to play. Look, look at look at City. Look at City's news just the other day. They just spent $100 million on Jack Grealish. $100 million. Pounds, excuse me. He goes to a Christmas party. He turns up late. He, he tries to come to practice. They don't even let him in the building. $100 million. No one talks about him. No one says anything about how crappy of a year he's having. And Pep don't give two craps. Take your butt home. Him and Phil Foden. Mentality from the top to the bottom. Structure from the top to the bottom. Not you're consistent good for a week and then you're off for a week. You play like crap, but I'll let you play again. That's from the top to the bottom. Mm -hmm. Not just the players or the coach. Top to the bottom. That's what we don't have. So... I just think it's too easy for us to go. It's just the players. They don't have any heart. It's just a yes, they have good games and bad games. That's a fact. Yes, the manager gets it right tactically. Even Ole got it right tactically from time to time. But it's a consistent pound you in the head every single week. You're going to get it every time. That's what we don't have yet. And we haven't had for years, not just the six games. For years, we have not had that. You know how long Liverpool went without winning a, a trophy, a real trophy? 21 years. 30 years, right? And we were this, in the same boat in the 70s and 80s. Who was the dog? Liverpool. And we got relegated, came back into the league, needed help. It takes time. It, it, people are so fixated on the 90s as if the 70s and 80s didn't happen. We were shit. You see, I know, I know that, but uh, you're changing your narrative. We were here. absolute shit. I know. We were shit or I, I, not? Were we good I, or yeah, not? We yes, we were. But we then, were then, shit. but you, but you even said, you even said past in the in the past. The we can't, we can't. You know, it takes time, right? You, like you, happened. like you said, it takes time. And you said now, yes. no, but, but in the past, in, in past podcasts, you said no. I mean, now we don't have time, so it has to be done quickly. You've always said that. You said we don't have time. Do you think, sir? I remember correctly. You said, "Do you, do you think Sir Alex, Sir Alex would have got enough, um, would have been would have been sacked?" I was like, "But then nowadays, yes, he would have been sacked." And he's like, "Yes." So we need. I mean, you need to go, you were talking about 
sacking Ole. I mean, we talked about before we before we started this podcast about sacking the, the Jose. So I mean, I, it's just it, you're just inconsistent in this in this conversation. I I honestly don't think I am, and like I said. I think we have to look at the totality of the history of the club, not just the great times. That That's for me when people want to go, look at playing for the badge, you know, d- dying for the team. Nobody cared in the 70s and 80s. Everybody wanted to just fight everybody because we were crap. And then Sir Alex comes along and for three decades, we're amazing and everyone wants to live off that now. So if you're going to bring in a new person and you're going to bring in a new system, it's not. It's not just gonna flip of the of the, of the finger happen. It's just, it's it's just not going to. So, I think he'll bring in some younger kids. If they, I don't think they're gonna give him a bunch of money. They give him a little bit of cash. He'll bring in some younger kids. They might play if they work hard in practice. If not, he's gonna have to win with the guys that he has, and he and he's proven that he can. It's not spectacular, but he's won games. He's drawn games, and he's lost a game. So, I, I just. I understand where you're coming from. I, I get your frustration. It's totally warranted. It's not It's not coming out of left field. You're not, you know, the only person that thinks this. I'm just, I, I'm not there because this is a new situation. And, I, and I'm looking at it from when the greatest that's ever coached did it. And then he left. And it's just gone downhill from there. And it might take a couple of more decades. It might. And I'm I'm down for the ride. I know you're down for the ride, but I think there's a lot of people who are like, "We're united. We don't do that. We don't." Like that's why Roy Keane makes he drives me nuts because I'm like, bro, you played in the greatest era <laughs> of United all time. How can you compare yourself to these lot? You can't. It's not even fair. Dude, no, 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 don't do that. EC. Players can and you players can him players can compare that, just like he's dude. The best thing I've ever, ever heard Roy Keane say, it's like um, he, he they were talking about something. He's like, was he player of the year or some shit like that or something like that? He's like, so what? You know, that's what I'm supposed to do. Like he didn't give a shit. Like oh, that that he exceeded expectations. He's like, no, no, no. that's what I'm supposed to do. That's uh, that's Roy Keane's mentality. So don't give me this. Yeah, but Roy, but no, no, Roy no, no, Keane, no. Roy name Keane. one crappy team Roy Keane played in. Name one. So name Brian one Manchester United team where Forest. he didn't play around absolute worldies. Nottingham the whole Forest. lot of them. Nottingham Forest. I'm telling you. No, no, no. I said at Manchester United where he made his name. Oh my God, dude. Name I mean, one reason, team Man- that was bad that he, he played in. The reason he got he played for Nottingham Forest under he even said Brian Clough was a better manager than Sir Alex. I'm not talking about manager. No, I said no, the no, team. See, Name the kidding. team that he played in that was a trashy team when he played at Who United. Cares? A crappy it, it, team. It, 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 he's a fucking player, right? He's one of the best midfielders that Premier League ever seen. So don't give me this. Don't don't tell me that it was a team that made him. No, it's what the medal that he has inside, the heart that he has inside. That's why that's why Roy Keane is beloved. Because so, he'll give his again, soul, he'll give his heart to the damn club. He made the club, you see. So what what I'm saying to you is this. Roy Keane made mistakes, yes or no? Yes, he had red card. Okay. A so when a, so when a player when a player of that elk who's good, I'm not saying he sucked, my point is this. Dude, if a player if a player of that elk ever. makes a mistake and you've got nine other guys who are 
just as good, if not better than him. Because there were players who were better than him. And he was amazing. What do you think we're going to do with the ball if he loses it? We're going to get it back and we're going to score another goal because we've got nine others that are just as good. He He's never played in or a he team. he tries to get it back. Tell me what he did. This is this is my this will be my last point in it, and I want you to tell me your exact what you think because I've I've asked you this before. He played at Manchester United, which is, in my opinion, the greatest club still now on earth. He played with absolute worldies and won everything. What did he do internationally? With Ireland, nothing. Yes. Why? Because it's Ireland. They were trash. Because they were trash. He wasn't. Actually, they, he, he, he they got kicked trash. off the Ireland team. They were, they were he trash. He got kicked off the Ireland team. The, te- the he international team the that he team. played on. He got kicked off the Ireland team. When he played because for the his expectation, club, Because his, his expectation for the Ireland team was too high. I remember that. Yeah. When he played international football. His expectation football, for the team was too high. You can dance around it all you want. When he played international football, Roy they King, did nothing. Roy Keane, I mean, he's the best He's the best midfielder other than Paul Scholes that United ever received. That's not my point. You're not. You're missing my point, Jesus. Missing no that's point. what I'm trying He's, to tell you. I'm sorry. You, you he, he keeps comparing himself and putting himself in. We would do. We would do. I would do. Bro, you played with worldies all around you. Am I lying or not? Worldies? Yes. Okay. Other than Paul Scholes. Are you Giggs. out of your mind? Are you literally telling me that David Beckham and Ro- and Giggs? And, so and Nikki Butt was these a worldie? kids. Nikki Butt was a worldie. Nikki Butt, you're. I'll say so. Blum so okay. What you did? So what you just did? So what you what you just did? You just put Nikki Butt, who came off the bench, didn't start consistently. Mm. You put him into the conversation instead of saying gigs. You're not going to talk about Beckham. You're not going to talk about the players who played around Beckham him. Beckham was not a worldie, you see, in my opinion. You're you're what you're doing is you're jumping to the worst of the worst instead of talking about the world class players that he played around that helped him. I'm not saying that they carried him. I didn't I never said that. Sure I never even said he wasn't a good player. No. What I'm saying is Dwight when York someone who's never worldie. played no. in a trashy team, Andy Cole was a worldie. About, who? Andy Cole was a worldie. Dwight York wasn't. You, oh my gosh! So do you, those guys were not great strikers. Good. I mean, Dwight York is good. They weren't Andy great strikers. Great. Yes, Andy Cole's great. York, York in his prime was one of the best strikers, the highest paid at the time, twelve million dollars, the best now, striker out there, prime, no they, question. Okay, see, okay. all right, we're getting to, we're getting semantics, and I don't we're getting into a wormhole that I just, I just can't believe that you're you're trying to sit here and say that this guy led his national team to glory when he did nothing for them he because it was a trash team. Yes, it's a team game. And he's trying to say that these players who are I'm playing hard, around yes. amongst them about five good players, five, I could probably name five, and you'll oh, probably disagree with two of them. No, well, that's the three that, that are actually good players. Name how many how many players. good players do you think are on United's team right now? Right now? Right now. Well, and that's my point. That's my whole point. Yeah, yeah. There's not a but, but but the end of but the end of last season. How many great players did we have this argument? 
I think they're better. You don't like Pogba. That's what I'm saying. We have a difference of opinion. That's what I'm asking you. I think the players are better. You don't. I'm asking I'm asking your opinion. How many great players at the club right now? I'll give you mine. I think Tony's great. I think Pogba's great. I think Varane is great. Shaw, I think he's great. Bruno, if he picked up a shit, I think he's great. Rashford, my opinion... He was great, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> You're pulling straws. You're pulling straws. It's difficult no, when when we difficult. talk when we talk about Roy. It's easy. It rolls off the tongue. Oh when you talk about Beckham, it rolls off your tongue. When you talk about Neville, it rolls off your tongue. Cole, York, Cantona, yeah. it rolls off your tongue. You don't even have to think about it. You know what you do? You go. That's the best player at that position. Each one. From Neville to to to, uh, to all of them. Gary Neville, worldy. You don't think he was? No. Okay. Well, that again, difference of opinion. I think he was. Oh, he was a great player, but he's in a worldy. I think he was. A world class center, left captain, back. captain, captain, the side. Captain, he did the Absolutely. Fucking, fucking Darren Fletcher, captain United, but oh, fuck, not not in the not in the prime in the heart of when we were winning General, things consistently. He did. Shea played for United, but. West Brown played for United. I mean, I mean, Jisung Park played for United. I mean, goddamn, dude. I mean, you want to give everybody a, everybody that played that? Time? I'm talking about prime. I'm talking about prime Kino. I'm not talking about my Kino. That's who we were bringing up. Prime Keen. Fucking uh, Erwin uh, was better than fucking uh, um, Neville. There I mean, I, again, I, I think I think we probably will disagree on that. I think Neville is vastly better. underrated. Steve Bruce is fucking play with Keno. You think Keith Bruce, Steve, Steve Bruce is a worldie? He wasn't a worldie, but he was an absolute beast oh, for that time period. Okay. We're talking about worldies. We're talking about the teams that, that they led. In, in, the, in the 90s, no. I would, I would say no. But I would definitely say for the way they played it. Because I don't think Roy King could really play his actual game in the 2021s. He, he was too physical. You just can't be that physical anymore. Okay. Anyway, so, so I digress. Let, let's wrap we this up. Let's wrap this degree. up. Let's wrap this up. All right. Well, this is another conversation that you know you and I are gonna have to have off air because this can go on for shit. It's already. It's a great conversation, though. Yes, it's a great conversation. All right. You see, two things, and I want to make them real quick because I'm gonna bring up your favorite player. Uh, first thing, Lukaku came out and uh, did this interview. I mean, it's uh, with the Italia Sport. I think it was probably over a month ago, I want to say. But it finally got published. And then, obviously, basically <coughs> put Chelsea's world on fire over the weekend. Uh, now, Lukaku's come out and said, you know, I'm, he didn't, did he really apologize? Or did he's like, you know, he just, Basically, he told the fans that he's gonna, he, he, you know, he loves Chelsea and yada yada yada. <laughs> he loves that weekly wage. Okay. <laughs> did he apologize? I, I didn't really see the. I didn't see the interview. I heard he did. I haven't okay. seen it, but I heard he definitely apologized. Okay. And I'm gonna. We're, you know, we've already. You know, we've already moved on for Lukaku. So we we obviously know the cancer that Lukaku was. Apparently, it is because. He's already doing it at Chelsea because, you know, he said that he's played for X, Y, and Z clubs and 
the the inter badge is the most sweetest. I think that's the the controversy, right? Uh, yes. You know the controversy. Um, let's uh, let's bring it back to United. If a certain player, not uh, I mean, I'll put his initials out there, Paul Pogba, um, <laughs> came out and did an interview as such, and says, "I'm sorry to United fans and." Maybe I should be asking myself this question, EC, right? Because you obviously know. Maybe, uh, EC, I'm going to ask myself this question. Okay? Jesus, if Paul Pogba came out and gave an interview, <laughs> apologizing to the United fans and saying that my agent's stupid and I don't want to go to Real Madrid and I love United, and would, would that change your opinion? Hoping, like, what Lukaku's interview is going to change his opinion to the Chelsea fans. Would that change his opinion about you? What do you think my answer is going to be, EC? Honestly, I already know. I mean, <laughs> it, there's there's no way in the world. I mean, it, it it'd be a nuke like a nuclear bomb went off, and it it's it's not just Paul. Like let's like let's not. I think it's more of how big United is, right? I think we're a little <laughs> bit more well known around the world than Chelsea is. And so I think that has a lot to do with it. I think Chelsea in and of themselves were kind of birthed in 2004, if we're being honest. The so, right. So it's not like they've had this long dynasty of winning and success in the 50s and the 90s, 2000s. It, they don't have that. When, when Jose came, he basically made them who they are today. So um, I like the fact that he at least said something. And he said it to, to their like that's those are his words. It's not leaked. It's not, you know, his uh, agent or uh, you know anything like that. This is this is him. This is how he feels. So um, I like the fact that he did that. However, you know, if you're looking at a guy who, um, you know, played with our club, I I wish we had him now because he's 20 goals a season. Um, the knock is he didn't do it against probably some of the bigger clubs. But to leave, you know, so many, I think, really good clubs, Everton, United, Chelsea, uh, go to Italy and perform the way that he did, win the Scudetto, um, and then come back on a $100 million deal at his age, at, what, 27, 28, um, I think that's pretty remarkable. I think, you know, for him, the expectations were probably higher than, any of the fans, you know, if you think about it. So um, when it doesn't go well, when you get hurt or formations don't fit uh, or whatever the, whatever the case may be, I ultimately look at it and say, you know, if you come back with all this hype videos and, you know, Jay-Z entourage, this and that, you got to then, if it's not going well, you got to also man up and say, look, it's not going the way that I want it to go. Because essentially, three months in to pitch a fit, it's not really a good look. And to now double out of that and double pivot and go, oh, I'm sorry, I think he kind of sat down. One of his real friends probably sat him down and said, listen, $100 million, $60 million deal for four years. You need to kind of sit tight, talk it out with Tuchel. The fans will adore you if you score a goal. They'll be right back on your side. Um, and so you just you just need to play ball. So I look at 
kind of what they are. I would say top four team, obviously the, the, the Kings of Europe, but maybe getting Lukaku, it, it might have messed some things up a little bit. Like like I said, when you drop a bomb in like that. Take a Ronaldo. Uh, kind of... it, it, it's the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's, you put Cristiano Ronaldo in a group that's that's got to the peak. That's the highest, biggest trophy there is to win. And you put him in, and I think he thought, I'm the number nine. They love me. I'm back. You know, 100 million, just won a Scudetto. 20 goals is coming. You know, he's got the whole Jay-Z entourage, videos. He's doing the whole bit. It just didn't work out for him. So he's still got a long part of the season, a hefty chunk, Champions League. The, you know, they are they are not scoring goals with their strikers. They're not. It was great to see Pulisic score uh, last in the Liverpool game. It was freaking – I was jumping up and down. I don't – not Chelsea supporter, but I love the American players um, getting a chance in a big spot. So um, he's got an opportunity to come back uh, because they're not – you know, Havertz and, and, and all those guys, they're not banging goals in. So he's got a chance to still come in and do some things. But the only thing I really liked about it is that he said it. He did the interview. It wasn't leaked. It wasn't an agent. It wasn't, you know, the United Sun or whatever the hell, the Chelsea, whatever the hell. They didn't leak a report. He said how he felt. He was wrong. Got to shut the hell up. Again, $60 million over four years, $100 million the club spent. Yeah. He got to relax. You got to relax and when it doesn't go good you got to go all right let me now shut up the haters show them that i can play and just let your football do the talking yeah i mean when i looked at it it was <laughs> with the interview with the, the italian piece it was bad it was bad i mean it's just like would you say it's just like paul was saying that yeah his dream is to play at madrid one time you know and someday no, they all say it. huh? They all say it. That's yeah. a and that's the thing. It's only supposed to be between the players. Yeah, we, fans like myself aren't supposed to hear that. I don't need to hear that it's your dream to go play somewhere but in, else. But in an interview, you don't want to say that. You don't want to. It's a horrible, horrible. Exactly. Look. It's. I'm not ever going to agree. I think they should think that because those are big clubs. Yeah. Your aspirations you never come out. Yeah, you never come out and say when you're playing three for a club, yes, exactly, and play it. You don't. Yeah. You just. You're not supposed to do that. For, I think honestly, <clears throat> honestly, what I, I do, I. All right, with Lukaku's apology, do I believe it? No. What I believe is, they said, "Hey, enter, can't afford your wages, so you ain't going nowhere." Period. You know, Inter Inter is broke. You know, it's just like Madrid. It's just like Barcelona. Inter is broke. Period. So you better go. You better go sucking up to the the. Don't bite the hand that feeds you, because you that, that that hand that feeds you has it for you, has you for another three years, or three seasons. He's not going anywhere. He ain't going anywhere. <laughs> Do I, I mean, was he sincere? No, I. I mean, who who knows? Who knows? I mean, he probably wants fans to feel like he's contrite that he's apologized. He probably wants the fans to be on his side, but but from what I've seen from Chelsea interviews, from fan cams, they're pissed. Yeah. It's three months, and you're saying you want to go back to Italy. That's not okay. I think, I think we're, we just I think, got here. I think we we're looking at this red red covered lenses as well, right? Because we saw what 
uh, he did for United, and then obviously the way he was ushered out by, by Ole, and then the things that uh, were, were, you know, were brought up about him in the locker room, and then, I mean, he was, I guess you would say, was he cancer in the, in the locker room? I don't know. I mean, who knows? When in regards to my main question was with Paul, if he came out and did the same thing, because I don't think with Barcelona, I think Barcelona has moved on. I think Real Madrid has moved on as well. I don't think Real Madrid are going to want to sign Paul. So I think his, his especially with the wages he's on, because you said he's, what, on 350? No, he's, right? he's trying to get to that level. Oh. I, he's, I think he's two something. Right. <clears throat> Let me, I can double check right now. I got it right here. Yeah, Paul, I think, is on 250 to something like that. But I got the updates right here. It's something stupid. It's not Ronaldo's, but it's it's, it's up there. It's high right he's, now. He's actually fourth on the list, and he's at right now 290. So, so the rumor is he wants 400. I don't think he's getting ridiculous. 400 from that's any ridiculous. other club than United. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Or, or P- PSG, possibly. <laughs> and that's if – and that's if – they can let go of Mbappe, Mbappe, which I think they will. Yeah, I will. Mbappe. I mean, I mean, with the Holland race, with Mbappe, and with uh, and uh, I just said Mbappe with Holland race and Mbappe. Um, I think Real Madrid and Barcelona are probably going to be at a bidding war for them. At least Holland and Mbappe probably go to Madrid. Um, it's going to be hard for Paul to find a place. Especially to give him those wages. I don't think... Absolutely. Uh, Inter, I mean, Juventus, don't have that money. Uh, they're getting There's rid two, of... Two, two, three clubs. Yeah. Bayern, um, Bayern, United, PSG. I think that's it. I think those are his, his options. Bayern, I don't think he'll play, I don't think he'll play for Bayern. So it's... I, I think he will. Nah, I, I don't think Bayern... I, I don't... I don't think Bayern will give him 300 fucking 400 million dollars. I mean, four hundred thousand dollars. They could PS, though. P.S. No, they won't. They they don't pay the Lewandowski that much. And Lewandowski's almost well, should have been the Ballon d'Or this year. Um, so you're talking about P.S.G. and United. If 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 Paul Pogba come out here and said, you know what, and gave an apology like that, I think it would appease a lot of play people that just don't like him. But what he needs to do is come out there and put an effort. Put in the shift, and I think I think he could play up there in this four two 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 two. Uh, he could play up there in the second wave, where I guess technically he played for Juventus, or he played any place for his national team. I think that could be a that, that. I mean, he could play in the Jane Sancho Greenwood level, right? That tier. Uh, so. Um, if he does that and says, you know what, I'm sorry, uh, I think he can appease a lot of United players. But that's my opinion. All right, see last question, and then we have to make this quick because we got to go. Um, do you think COVID's going to ruin the end of the season? Uh, I don't think it will. I, I don't think it will. I, I, think, I think what they'll wind up doing is they'll wind up playing behind closed doors. I don't think they're going to stop. I think – they kind of learned their lesson from last time. Um, I think they could be, be potentially uh, be more restrictive as far as um, going out and, 
you know, these guys are basically basically living their lives. Like I said, um, uh, Phil Foden and and Grealish were out partying it up, you know, living living their best lives um, in, in Manchester. So I think they may restrict some things, and I think you might see where fans uh, aren't in the stands. But uh, yeah, they they will they will they will get this thing going. I got those salaries for for Munich. You're not you're not going to be ready for this. Uh, tell me, please. Lewandowski's on 450. Newer's on 405. Kimmich is on 405. Kimmich? Mueller's on four. Kimmich is on 405. Damn. Mueller's on 405. Sané's on 383. They they pay better than Manchester United. So he could go there. He could All absolutely right. go well, there and I'm, be just fine. Yeah. Cuz he's not on he's not on, he's not even close. The closest player to him is Goretzka on 269. So he could go there and they could look at him and say, you're not you're not better than Lewandowski. You ain't getting 450. You ain't better than Noor. You ain't better than Kimmich. Nope. So so you're not you're not going to get 400. But you can you can live in the three somethings if you want and you want a high profile club. But you ain't getting no four nothing. You ain't better than these cats. The four guys I named from Mueller, Kimmich, Noor and Lewandowski, he's not better than Mm-mm. So he, so he's not gonna get that. But he can, he can be three: Sane, Hernandez, Goret. He could be there. Upa Makano is better than him, and Upa Makano's on one eighty. So they got the money. They, there's, there's only three: PSG, United, and Bayern. Those are the only ones. The other guys, the wages might be huge, but you, you ain't going to Barca. That's why I'm very excited for the summer winter. Conte talked about that today. It's very difficult in the winter time uh, to to make a big. That's why Bruno was such a big deal because he made a huge splash and it was yeah. it was, uh, it was winter break. So, but no, Pogba Pogba's in a different space because of the club. The club's a big deal of it. Like I said, how much? How many stories have we heard about Jack Grealish? It's like zero, and he's on and he's on stupid wages, and they paid a hundred million for him. You don't hear anything about it. Not what he's got. No, his assist and goal ratio is trash. Nobody cares because it's city. It's little city, old relegated city. When when United was winning titles, they were getting relegated. So that, that, that that's why I tell people all the time: you, you can. We're in this doghouse, and everyone's throwing. We're still the biggest club in the world. There's no question. Mm-hmm. No question about it. Ah, he sees. <laughs> I mean, it sucks, but oh well. I mean, we need to start getting to the winning ways. Uh, all right, man. It's been a it's been a month. Been this been a month coming. So we had some some good content for you know for this for this little hiatus we've been on. But it's good to be back. It's good to be back, and hopefully, um, oh, real quick, uh, we have Aston Villa on Monday for FA Cup. Um, this is real quick score prediction. Who do you think? Are we going to move on or not? Mm, yes. Okay. We will. We will win that game. Yes. Just that's it. We'll win. Two, two to one. Sorry, I didn't know if you were looking for a score prediction. Two to one. I think we barely win it. We don't blow them out, but we score two goals. They only score one, and we win that game. Huh. It's Steve, uh, uh, invigorated Steven Gerrard team and. Mm. Okay. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Ooh, easy. 
All right, I'll go. You know what? I'll go with the the same two one. I'll 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 copycat you on this on this round, and uh, we'll see how things go uh, over the over on Monday, and uh, we'll be back next week, guys, for the review of the Aston Villa match, and also a preview for our next match. So y'all have a good weekend, or a good week and a good weekend. So. Uh, glory, glory, man united. Right, DC? Yes, sir. See you guys. Take care. I'm a loser. And I lost someone who's near to me. I'm a loser. And I'm not what I appear to be. Although I laugh and I act like a clown. Beneath this man.